And now the show that nine out of ten people prefer to... Speak for yourself, ducky. I'll take any time. Yes, it's round the hall. And the guest stars in this edition are the Lippincott Brothers and Spong, fun with an electric sausage, <laughs> Rabbi Uhulhan, he sings to a small stuffed ferret, <laughs> and Grip, Grope and Gruber, variety's smallest exploding jockeys. <laughs> and here is your breezy compare, Wimbledon's winsome nightingale of song, Kenneth Hall. Hello again, here are the answers to last week's questions. First, the etiquette question. Well, the answer came in several parts as follows. On your lap, under the table, not with your fingers. <laughs> Dip it in the melted butter. <laughs> Never wave it at the butler. <laughs> not with your mouth full. And yes, but never before the loyal toast, unless you absolutely have to, and then only with a warmed spoon. <laughs> Finally, complete the following phrases. Hobson's is, of course, choice, fiddler's is elbow, and cobbler's is, of course, last. <laughs> Unless it happens to be a lady cobbler, in which case it's cobbler's first. <laughs> All right, Smith, make the announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, the Kenneth Horn Theatre of Mystery and Imagination. Come exploring with us into the hinterland of the imagination, across the wasteland of superstition, through the bog of taboo, <laughs> through the back door of the libido, <laughs> and you'll find yourself in the <laughs> twilight sanctum. What did you say? Sanctum. Oh, that's what it was. Oz, oz, oz. <laughs> My name is Trelawney Blackstump. <laughs> when I think of what befell me that fateful night in September and of the horror of what I saw and heard, I can scarce repress a shudder. However, I shan't dwell on the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Suffice it to say, I received notification that my great-uncle Quasimodo had died. And I was summoned to attend the reading of his will at the family seat, Hampton Magna, on the lonely Monkey Gland Island off the Essex coast. At the quayside of Little Poston, the old family retainer was waiting to row me across. Ho oh, there, you in the boat. Are you from Hampton Magna? Aye, there be. Jumping, thank you, young Master Trelawney. How do you know that? Why, why, bless you, young Master. Don't he know me? <laughs> How many's the time I danced you on my knee when you was no higher than a spigot nor a turve? Ah, 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 ah. And he told he tales of smugglers and showed he my tattoos. And let you pull me beard. Uh, don't he know me now? Of course, Aunt Alice. Yeah, no. 
I be old Pegleg, the family retainer. Heed my advice, young master, turn he back while there be still time. Ampton Magner, be accursed. There be ghastly apparitions here that flaps and squeaks and ums. I've seen him flap. I've heard him squeak. And at night, to my word, they do not found. <laughs> Yeah, he'd be a creature of the devil. Part human, part goat, part bat, and part... Yes, go on. Nobody knows if you're part missing, yes. <laughs> ah, but oh, ah, but the worst manifestation is the ghastly bagpiper. They do say every time he plays his pipes, a black stump dies. He played the night your uncle Quasimodo died. Go back to London, young master. You'll be doomed. We've all got a touch of the dooms. <laughs> oh, take no further. Wild horses wouldn't drag me no nearer to that accursed pile. Yes. Half a crown. Ah, oh, that's more like it. <laughs> I've got nothing against wild horses, but they won't clash them up the pub. Ah, uh, not unless they be crossed, you see. Ah. Ah, uh, uh, right, young master, there she be. Monkey Gland Island. I clambered out of the boat onto the dark jetty, and Pegleg and I made our way up the path to the gloomy house. I knocked on the door. Good evening. We were expecting you. The spirits are quiet tonight. Well, really, well, I must be going now. Thank you very much. A most enjoyable... Come in. Come in. I'll show you to the study. Who are you? Miss Hard Clinker. I... I was your uncle's housekeeper. This way, Master Trelawney. Here, here, this was your uncle's study. Oh, thank you. It's exactly as it was when he was alive. Nothing has been changed. There, his jacket on the chair, his pipe in the ashtray, his boots in the fireplace. There, in his favorite chair. Good heavens, it's him. No, it's Mr. Panderbody, the solicitor. He always looks like that. I'll, I'll wake him up. Mr. Panderbody! <laughs> what? Who said a lot of court? Young Trelawney, allow me to offer you my condolences. Yes, yeah, thank you, but I've already got some. Oh. <laughs> but mine are cheese and tomato. <laughs> Shall I summon the rest of the family? <laughs> yes, I'm ready to read the will. Ah, <laughs> I surveyed them as they assembled in the study. A motley crew. There was Captain Peregrine Blackstump, rangy and loose-limbed. So loose-limbed, in fact, that as he walked in, his leg dropped off and rolled onto the sofa. <laughs> then there was Cousin Arthur from Australia. He sat there toying with a jumbuck which protruded from his tucker bag. <laughs> Miss Hard Clinker and old Peg Leg Spasm made up the number. The solicitor cleared his throat and addressed the company. <coughs> Quasimodo Blackstump was an eccentric man. He left rather a strange will in the form of this gramophone record which he made just before he died. Um, I'll uh, put it on. I, Quasimodo Blackstump, <laughs> being of sound mind to hereby bequeath all my worldly possessions as follows. My second best yogi bear commode. 
to my nephew Peregrine on condition that he enters the nunnery. <laughs> and to my nephew Trelawney, knowing how he's always felt about me, I leave the contents of my stables. Unfortunately, I had to sell the horses. <laughs> I leave, I leave my chest expanders to Dream Shrimpton. <laughs> I leave the key under the mat, supper in the oven, and the bathroom as I would wish to find it. <laughs> I leave the stars above to those in love when I leave the world behind. All together now, when I leave the world behind. And here the record comes to an end. Uh, well? I voted a... <laughs> There is a codicil to the will which says that in the event of one of us dying before tomorrow morning, his property will be shared among his survivors. It's strange, you know, but it's almost as if he expects one of us to die. Cousin Arthur from Australia alone took the news calmly. He straddled the fireplace with his pipe clenched between his teeth and his teeth clenched in his hand. <laughs> And then, producing a wallaby from his waistcoat pocket, he took some tobacco from its pouch <laughs> and scoffed at our fears. You pommies behaving like a bunch of sheilas. I'm going to take a turn in the outback, make sure my kangaroo's tied down. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I feel something I don't quite understand. Sorry, Miss Hartlink. I thought it was my knee I was scratching. <laughs> ah, listen. Ah, I'd be the piper, the phantom piper that do herald the end of a black stump. <laughs> Is that Cousin Arthur? Aye. Either that or the piper's caught his chanter in the door. <laughs> We rushed out into the hall, and there lay Cousin Arthur impaled on his own jumbuck. <laughs> he was dead. It's the last time you came by, Billabong. Aye, <laughs> warnie, get ye gone before it is too late. Get the ants, Captain Peregrine. Flee this doomed pile. No, I'm going to stick it out. Now, please yourself, but do it after you're gone. <laughs> If anyone wants me, I shall be in the library. I think I shall go to my bed. How about you, Mr. Panda Body? I'll come part of the way with you. <laughs> Two hours later, I was in the arms of Morpheus when I was awoken by the sound of the phantom pipes. <laughs> I leapt out of bed. Uh, excuse me, Morpheus. Yes, any time, Gov. <laughs> I hurried to the library. Peregrine was slumped in an armchair, an awful grin of horror on his face. The curse of the black stumps has struck again. There'll be only four of us left. I can't stand it! I can't stand it! 
me myself with hard clinker. Sit down in this chair. Ah. <laughs> Good heavens, she's expired. Yes, I heard her. <laughs> Yes, unfortunately, she sat on a poisoned whoopee cushion. What a way to go. Do you realise there are only three of us left? That means the murderer must be one of us. You, Mr. Panderbody? No, I'm not Panderbody, but Inspector Jim Beast of the Royal Canadian Mounted Parking Meter Attendance. <laughs> That's a man. Old Pegleg? Ah, no, not old Pegleg, but... And ripping off his false nose, cardboard dicky and leopard skin plus fours, he revealed himself as... Great balls of fire is not Felix Aylmer. Ah, no. <laughs> no. No, no, it is only a disguise. You see, if I remove my rugby shorts and celluloid elbows... Barbara Mullen. Oh, a wee with you, Doctor. No, no. No, no, you see, not the real Barbara Mellon, but see... And removing his cotton wool beard and revolving spot on... No, I'll come. No, dear boy, no. No. Just a terribly, terribly witty and decadent disguise. But you see, if I take off my signature ring and patent leather jockey shorts... I am, in fact, your great-uncle Quasimodo. And you're not dead, but why, why? You're mad. Don't call me mad. Don't ever call me mad. Don't use that word. Not mad. Don't call me mad. No, no, not that. Not mad. Don't ever call me mad. Why not? I'm sensitive. <laughs> And with that, he made a run for it. The inspector brought him down in a rugby tackle. Ah! Ah! Oh! <laughs> I touched him down and converted him. <laughs> and he's now running a mission in Africa. Now, here are the Fraser Hayes for to sing a track from their new LP, Songs for Swinging Chinese Lovers, entitled, You Make Me Egg Foo Young. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Fraser Hayes for. occasion to say that the whole human race should go down on its knees show that we're grateful for mornings like these for the world's in a wonderful way on a wonderful day like today is today on a wonderful day like today
as everybody no doubt knows, today sees the beginning of the Throw a Pie at a Pig Week. Sponsored by the Royal Society for the Prevention of Pigs Getting Above Themselves. <laughs> and to celebrate this fact of staggering unimportance, <laughs> East London is presenting what will be known as the Bulls Pond Road Festival of the Arts. And here in the studio is the organiser of the festival, Mr... Uh, Grant Mr. Puttock. Oh, yeah. Yes, Grant J.P.'s an old Grant Puttock. Queen Grant Puttock the Terrible. Yeah. Yes. The ter terrible, I can understand, but queen. Ah, I'm not actually a queen. No. No. Not in my own right. Now, it's merely a device for getting into the Turkish baths on ladies' night. And you are the man behind the festival. I am the man behind many things in the Bulls Pond Road area. Now, the festivities open with a vast and historic ceremony of the counting of the Scrodes. Oh, yeah. Yes, this will take place at 14 Sheep Dippers Alley, a grace and favour house. So called because it was presented by King Charles II to a lady called Grace, who done him a favour. <laughs> And uh, I believe you're actually going to enact this time-honoured ceremony of the counting of the scrolls for us now. I am, yes. I have... Come on, you lot. I, I, I have with me uh, my band of mummers. Well, you go ahead and mum. Yes. And uh, I will describe the action. Right. Are your scrolls ready, mummers? Yay! They are held high. Then let the scrode counting commence. Most impressive sight now is the scrode counters in their ritual garb of rimless bowler hats, plastic mags, and furry carpet slippers. <laughs> Climb slowly and majestically in solemn procession into a huge tin bath of tepid cocoa, <laughs> in which already reposes the great loofer of Schoon. Listen now as the ceremony unfolds. Here is my 
please to accept it as an earnest of goodwill and shake it for all to see. I, I will shake it gladly. Thus are the traditions of England upheld. aspect of any festival of arts is its beauty queen, and here now in the studio is Miss Balls Pond Road, 1966. Good evening. Evening. <laughs> Surely you're not Miss Balls Pond Road? No, no, I'm a manager. This is Miss Balls Pond Road here. Hello, dearie. Looking for a bit of fun. <laughs> well, uh, no thanks, I've just eaten. Now, <laughs> have you won any other beauty competitions? No, not actually won... I have been placed. Mm. I was third in the Miss Go to Work on an Egg contest. Oh, yes, who, who won it? A Buff Orpington. <laughs> now, a necessary adjunct of any festival of the arts these days seems to be folk singing. And whenever the talk turns to folk singers, one name is always on everybody's lips. Not a very nice name, but, uh, but it does describe rambling Sid Rumper. Well, now, me dearie, I, I like to sing you a song, though my bossock hangs low. And old Tom's a coming for to carry me home. Yes, I think that's best under the circumstances, too. Now, I believe you're holding a hoot nanny at the festival. What actually is a hoot nanny? I something between an owl and a goat. Oh. But it's very, very, very colourful. Now, I was a rummaging in me gander bag, and I come up with this ditty I'm going to bend your ear with. Tells the story of a young man whose love is far away across the sea, and he says to himself, I wish I was a bird so I could fly to my true love side. Oh, how I wish I was a bird. Very nice. Yes, it is. <laughs> So he glues these feathers on himself and he leaps off the coal shed, flapping his arms. But he falls and ricks his ankle. So as he lays there, he sees this bird overhead and he sings to it as follows. <clears throat> Fly, little bird, way over the sea. Carry a note to my true love from me. Tell her I'll love her till we meet once more. And if she's not in, leave the message next door. <laughs> fumble me, tumble, and rumble me, read. Fly away, fly away, over the sea. <laughs> oh, thank you, Rambling Sid, and may you never look back. Why not? Because I'm making rather a rude gesture. <laughs> And now, ballet. Now, what pictures does that not conjure up? Splendid, sturdy chaps in the full flower of their manhood. That's one of the pictures it doesn't conjure up. <laughs> Still, no festival would be complete without a ballet. And so when I saw a poster advertising the ballet Bona, I thought, um, I thought I'd pop along to their rehearsals <laughs> and see how they were getting on. Hello, are you the ballet boner? Yes, I'm Julian. This is my friend, Sandy. 
actually, to use our stage names, Julinsky and Sandayev. Yes. Sandayev. Yes. Well, how nice to bow to your eek again. <laughs> so what brings you trolling in here, then? Well, I'd heard you were presenting a new ballet yes. now. Yes. 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 Could you tell me something about it? Yes, of course. It's called La Midi Dangoose. Yes. And that, that's right, your French, you know. That's your French. French. Yes, with the exception of goose, you see. But we don't know the French for that, no. It means your goose is afternoon. That is your actual translation, isn't it? Yes, yeah. see, we're bilingual. Bilingual, mm. you see. We've no. been... <laughs> bilingual. Well, I mean, well, we've been sweeping la piste all on the telly every Friday, haven't we? <laughs> Oh, does wonders for your bon mouth. Yes, I'm sure it does. But uh, surely it should be lapre midi and fawn. Oh, well, you see, we went up this costume years, but they didn't have no fawns costumes left, did they, Not George? one. So all you had was this goose left over from the panto. Oh. It's actually, actually got a trap door in it for mm. dropping your golden egg out of. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Yeah. But, oh, but we're not using that. Not on no. your no, we're not. It lacks poetry, doesn't what? it? Amongst other things. Of course, the big drawback is it's a second-hand goose, you big see. Big drawback. Well, you don't know who's been in there, do you? No. Still. I mean, you have to suffer for your art. Yes, suffer for your art. Oh, oh, yeah. What actually is the story of the ballet? Oh, the story. Well, well see, we see. Julia is the goose king. I'm you king see. goose. He's the king goose, you see. And I am the hunter. Prince Roderick the Mighty, you see, and I'm trolling through this here forest. You see, I come across this lovely creature. That's me. Mm. Yeah, he looks better in the skin, actually. No, no, anyway, I barter this goose here, you know, cruising about on this magic pool. So, so, so what happens? What happens? Well, what? I'll tell you what happens. Here, all me hunting instincts rise, <laughs> and and so as they rise up, you see, they rise. Up, I whip out my crossbow, <laughs> and and I do a pas de shot all round the stage. <laughs> Don't know, pas de shot all yeah, round the stage. Very butch, very butch. Oh, that. Very good, you see. Then, then I take aim and fire and transfix him with me magic barb. Oh, it's lovely. Then he does the, the dance of the dying goose. Well, I'd like to see him. Yes. Do, do you think he'd do it for me now? Ask him, Ducky. Ask him. <laughs> All right. Would you die for me? Oh, gladly. <laughs> there he goes. You see, there he goes. You see, there he goes. He's dying. He's dying now. Look at him flapping away there. Oh, flap, flap. Go on, girl. Go on, flap. Oh, no. No, it's very pathetic, though, isn't it? Yeah. You, you took the word right out of my mouth. There he goes. He's going. He's going. Yes, he's going. He's ebbing away. Now, wait a minute. He's coming back. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's going again. He's going. Look, look the way he's all curled up there. Curled up like a little ball. Ah, oh, bless him. Yeah, what's oh. the matter? What's that? Got me beat caught at me trap door. Oh! Oh, well done. Hang on a minute. Oh! Oh! Hey? Hang on a minute. All right. Oh! Oh, that's better. Oh, good. Right. Okay. Now, 
At the final flutter of my broken wings, I stagger back to the magic pool and plunge in. And filled with remorse, I leap into the pool after him. And after a breathtaking part of the day, we expire together. The whole day, Newman smacks more than a little of the definitely fab you loathe us. Of course. Have you loathe us? Yeah. Of course, we know we're a little far out. I mean, we're only on the fringe, as it were. Oh, of the festival? Oh, yes, and of the festival. <laughs> but um, if we get the critical acclaim we deserve, I mean, it's be a world tour. World tour. Carlo, yeah, Monte Carlo, Lincoln Centre, Bolshoi, Covent Garden. Covent Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't succeed, well, I suppose back to washing up at the corner house, isn't it? <laughs> Well, that was just a glimpse of some of the many attractions that the Balls Pond Road Festival of Arts is offering. And I hope it gives visitors to London this year a good idea of what they can avoid. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of our show, but before I go, I'd like to sing a couple of numbers you all know. 94-271. Cheerio, <laughs> see you next week. Round the Horn, starring Kenneth Horn, with Kenneth Williams, Hugh Paddock, Betty Marsden, and Bill Pertwee. On the musical side, you heard the Fraser Hayes Four and Edwin Braden and the Hornblowers. The script was written by Barry Talk and Marty Feldman, and the show is produced by John Simmons. <laughs>